Welcome to Keep You 100 Radio. I'm your host, Felicity Pointer, type 1 diabetic, certified health coach, personal trainer, and founder of Needles and Spoons Health and Wellness. Inside this podcast, you'll find the real and raw conversations around diabetes management, including the lessons that we don't learn in our endos office, my best tips and trainings, and conversations from the experts that I trust inside the community so that you can create more predictability in your diabetes management and feel empowered while doing so. Let's dive in. Alright guys, before we get into this episode, I have to let you know about an incredible opportunity for the diabetes community. So if you've been here a while, then you know that our sponsor behind the podcast is Skin Grip, and that's simply because I love their product, I love their mission, and everything that they do for the community. Now if you've also been listening for a while, then you also know that I was diagnosed with diabetes when I was 19, so I was a freshman in college. And that whole time was very, very difficult. There was a lot of cost associated with diabetes. There was a lot of mental stress, emotional stress of that diagnosis. And this is something that Skin Grip recognizes in our community. So what they are doing is awarding 20 students living with diabetes $1,000 scholarships to go towards their education. So I know that you might have some questions. So what makes me eligible? To be eligible for the scholarship, you must either be a high school senior or any undergraduate in a two or four year degree program who has diabetes. Now, I know you might also be wondering, do I have to have type one diabetes? And no, you can be any person living with diabetes who simply can answer the question, how do you live fearlessly with diabetes? All you have to do is go to the link in the show notes, fill out the application and answer that one question in a one or two minute video. The applications are due on March 1st, and the winners will be announced at the end of March. Now, I know you also might be wondering, okay, I'm not a college student anymore. I'm an alumni, or I've just been living with diabetes for so many years. How can I also give back? And I have an opportunity for you too. So not only is Stingrip donating $20,000 towards this scholarship, but they are allowing contributions on top of that amount. So that means those $1,000 scholarships can easily turn into $2,000, $3,000, all with donations. This money is going directly to the students. So if you're somebody who wants to give back to the diabetes community, but you're not sure which organization to give to or which organization to trust with your hard-earned money, This is a perfect opportunity because again, this is going directly to the students. If you are interested in being a contributor, again, all you have to do is go to the link in my show notes and hit the contribute button. I'm so excited for this opportunity. This is something that no other brands are doing and is just an incredible way to give back to a community that I know that they love so much. So go ahead, hit the apply button, hit the contribute button. If you haven't tried Stingrip before, go to stingrip.com and use my code Lissy, L-I-S-S-I-E at checkout to save some money. All right, let's get into the episode. What is up everybody? Welcome back to another episode of Keep You 100 Radio. Super excited for this episode. Today we have Liv Rodriguez on the show, aka Liv Violet, and you may know her from TikTok actually. So at the time of recording, she had about 17,000 followers on TikTok, and now actually when we are posting this episode, she is up to 45,000 followers. So she is a huge representation for the diabetes community on the TikTok platform, and not only do we talk about her journey there, but we're talking a lot about her recent diagnosis of type 1 diabetes and being diagnosed as an adult at age 27. So we have an awesome conversation for you guys today. So without further ado, let's dive in. What's up, guys? Welcome back to Keep 100 Radio. I'm super excited for our guest today. We have Liv Rodriguez. You might be following her on TikTok, so if you don't already, go ahead and do that now. But yeah, do you mind introducing yourself, Liv? Yeah. Um, hey, everyone. My name is Liv. Um, my I'm 
I'm a newly diagnosed type one diabetic, actually six months yesterday. And um, yeah, that's what else should I say for my intro? <laughs> Um, yeah. What do you like? So what do you do for a living? What do you do for fun? Yeah, um, give us all the good stuff. Sorry. I needed like a prompt. <laughs> Very good. So yeah. So I live in North Carolina. Um, I'm from Chicago for a living. I work a corporate job. Um, I'm an implementation manager and it's kind of boring stuff, but, um, I work like remotely from my house and for fun, um, I love to sing karaoke. I go, like to go to the beach and I've taken up surfing in the last year. Oh, that's so cool. <laughs> that's one of those yeah. things I wish I could be good at, but I just know I won't be. <laughs> um, yeah. Sorry. I'm the same. Um, I know I'm not going to be good at it, but it's fun. <laughs> that's awesome. What made you say like, I want to pick up surfing? Um, it was the move to the coast. So I made a friend on Bumble BFF and she surfed and then she just kind of got me into it. And I was like, this is so different than my lifestyle prior to living here. So it's been fun. That's so it's cool. But yeah, I feel like we all need that like fun thing. Like I, I just bought a pair of roller skates. Cool. Which like yeah. I don't roller skate. I have no coordination. I can't like balance on them. But I'm like, this is something that I'm gonna make fun, and I'm gonna make that I can like use for that uh, that like fun time. I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> That's awesome. I could see you being one of those like cool roller roller skating girls like with on TikTok. I don't know if you've seen them. They're like yeah. in the background, and everyone's like crowded around them watching. I need a, a little bit more practice, maybe in like a few years, but I'll wait for So you said that you were, you're recently diagnosed. So you just had your six month diversity, as we call yeah. it. So that's, so how, as you said that you're 27, right? Yeah, I'm 27. How was that experience being diagnosed a little bit later in life? It was crazy. I mean, like, <laughs> It was so crazy. I, I didn't believe it was true at first. Like when I was told that I had to start insulin that day by an endocrinologist, um, I was going on a flight from Chicago back to North Carolina the next day. And my endo was like, you might need like medical attention on your flight. And like, I'm thinking to myself, like, what are you talking about? Like, I'm fine. <laughs> like I'm 27 years old. I've never needed medical attention. I feel fine. And I started insulin therapy that night and, you know, that it was just crazy, you know, like it was just unbelievable. I couldn't imagine. And then after that, like, it was definitely challenging to, um, get used to and like realize that this is reality and definitely I had depressing moments and days and probably weeks and, I think I'm coming out of it now, but I think that there's also like still going to be times where I dip back into those feelings. It's, <laughs> it's such a huge shift. Like I, I mean, I'm 27 now, so we're at the same age, but okay. I was diagnosed when I was 19. So I definitely, although I was a little younger, I still understand how much of a shift that is when you've lived yeah. your whole life being quote unquote, like healthy, normal, like <laughs> if there is really a normal, um, you said you were back in Chicago where is that when so you were visiting there? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I had like a whole issue with my health insurance here in North Carolina. Um, so I was like, I'm just going to go back home, get some of these tests done again to make sure I was like, I'll just make sure the tests done here in North Carolina were wrong. And then, you know, 
whatever, my insurance will cover it and I'll come home and I'll be fine. <laughs> right. What made you initially get that? Like say, okay, I need test run and I need to see what's going on. Well, I, I went to just a regular checkup and that was when the first like alarm was sounded on my um, blood glucose. And so that was like the first time in my life that anyone told me I had high blood sugar. So I was like, let's just double check. And they told me about how A1C is a three month test. So I would have to wait a little bit. So I just waited and I was like, I'll just get it done again. Um, but yeah, it was just a regular doctor's checkup that like started this whole thing. You didn't feel any of the the symptoms or did you just kind of pass them off? I was thirsty a lot, but I figured it was like, for the most of the time I was really thirsty. I was in Chicago and it was winter and I thought I had like a sore throat or something. Right. But that was it. (laughs) Yeah. Some of them can be so easy just to kind of say, yeah, like that can be something else. Like Mm -hmm. I was recovering from the flu right before, like as I was getting the symptoms, I'm like, oh, like I'm just recovering. My body is just, you know, catching up. And, you know, we kind of come up with those excuses of what might not feel good, but that's, wow, that's wild that you didn't really even feel all those symptoms yet. So how did that change? Like your, just kind of like your everyday, like the, the relationships with your like friends and family and like, just how did that, how has the transition been? It's been weird. Um, I feel like with my family, they, are having trouble understanding. And I think that's different than a lot of diabetic people because a lot of times your parents are the ones training you once you like kind of grow older. And for me, my parents are like kind of in the know, but kind of not. And um, I'll have to like train them on stuff or, you know, just tell them how it works. And that's a little bit frustrating at times because here at my house with my boyfriend, Matt, like we both know everything we live it all day and Mm -hmm. we're kind of in sync so when I see my family it's kind of like reminding them that I beep and that like sometimes I need to like take a minute to slow down Mm -hmm. Uh, but yeah with my friends like they've been so supportive but it's also weird because again I'm out of college I'm out of school completely and everyone who knows me on like Instagram or you know any of my friends haven't known me very long as diabetic and I don't live at home anymore. So it's kind of like weird when I visit. Yeah, I definitely agree with that. Like it's, it's almost like you come home as a different, there's a different part of you and not Mm -hmm. everybody is adjusted to understanding that part of you or knowing how you, how you live with it and how you cope with it. And you know, yeah. just your, your new needs. I remember like yeah. a few months after I was diagnosed, I had a friend come visit me at college and like, I had, you know, there was just different things that you had to consider. I had to bring snacks with me. I had to slow mm-hmm. down. I had to, I tried not to like drink as much as I didn't want to, you know, go too low. And they're like, you're not, they literally said to me, like, you're not fun anymore. Like you think you overthink everything now. I'm like, I have to, like, I have mm-hmm. this different part of me that I have to take care of. Wow. That's like a difficult thing to hear. Yeah. It's anything like that or just kind of. No, I haven't. I have, I don't know. My friends have been really great, but I have, I've heard other things that like have been kind of disappointing, but that one really hit me. I'm, I'm sorry. You had to hear that. I mean, I think it's kind of a 
you learn who your real people are in a way. Um, and some people will try and it's just not the support that you need at the time. And yeah. that's okay too. Like some people just won't know how to support you and other people will step up and support you in ways that you didn't even know that you need. So it goes both ways, you know? Totally agree with that. Yeah. I definitely understand the the parents part too. It's like you're, yeah. it, it's almost nice. Well, I can't say for sure, Like, but being diagnosed as a kid, you have that hands-on, like mm-hmm. you're walking through it together. Whereas when you're an adult, you're teaching them, okay, this is what my body needs. Like you're doing it on your own, which is weird in itself. Cause you're like, it kind of like makes you realize, yeah, I'm an adult now. Yeah. It's so weird. Luckily my dad, like kind of had an understanding he's had, he has, um, an autoimmune disease as well. He has psoriasis and sorry, sorry, attic arthritis. And so he like, he's like really been, you know, going to the doctor a lot and having tests done. And he, when he looked at my glucose levels, when I got him back the second time, he was like, what is going on with you? And I was like, what do you mean? Like, I don't know what this means. What has been the, the biggest learning curve for you so far with the diagnosis? Hmm. That's a tough question. Learning curve. Um, I think it's getting my period um, and like the, my like glucose levels changing because of that, maybe not just getting my period, but like any sort of hormonal imbalances that I have, because my like um, dosage will change so much. And like one day I feel like I'll eat something like pizza and I will have literally no like I won't need insulin. And then like another day I will need like so much more than I've ever needed before. Right. It's so interesting that you, you picked that up so early is I feel like that's something that we're not really taught initially. And it's really mm-hmm. kind of hard to pick up on and we can kind of leave it to like, Oh, I'm just having a bad diabetes day. And like, there are definitely those scenarios, but like to pick up on like your cycle and hormones, it's, that's like really awesome that you already on, like you already know those trends. Thank you. I mean, it was pretty apparent like two days before my period, it would be like, oh my God, like you are in need of a lot of insulin. Yeah. <laughs> are you on um, injections or are, you know, you're on Dexcom and Omnipod? Yeah. I have uh, um, Omnipods. I have a, okay, um, right. Yeah. And that helps. I'm also afraid of needles. Maybe that was the biggest learning curve actually. Yeah. So how, <laughs> how is that for initial like injection or pod change or Dexcom change? Okay. That this was my learning curve actually. Um, the, the hormonal one is my most recent, but, um, it was terrifying. Like I was like one of those kids who like would kick and scream when the doctor would try to like, give me like a finger prick and now, or so then when I had to take my first insulin shot, my dad did it. And then a family member came the next day. And then, um, my boyfriend pretty much did it for me for like, probably, two months until I finally did one myself and that's because we work from home together yeah it's scary I remember um yeah the first time so you have the that's called g6 which Mm -hmm. is really nice I started with the g5 and I don't know if you've ever seen it but it's like you know how the g sits you just press the button and it clips Mm -hmm. in the g5 you had to like take the needle push it in pull it out So like you had to do it yourself. And that was the like 
I got so much anxiety every time I had to change it. The first time I got it, I was living on my own in Miami. I had to FaceTime one of my diabetic friends and she's like, all right, we're doing this. One, two, three, go. Like, yeah, I think I totally hear that. Wow. I would not have done well with that. (laughs) When the G sets came out, I'm like, yes, thank you. Thank you. <laughs> Thank goodness. Wow. I can't believe that. But I have heard people talk about the G5 and how scary it was like a guillotine or like. Yeah. Yeah. And just Ugh. like the, the more slowly you did it, the more it hurt, but also like, you don't, I don't, I was so scared to do it quickly because I yeah. was like so anxious that every time I went home, I was like, mom, you have to do this for me. And then she would freak out. Like, how do I do it? And it was mm-hmm. always <laughs> Wow. You are brave. (laughs) We all are, you know? Yeah, that's true. How long did you have the G5? That was about, I want to say maybe a year. It took me a long time to get on the CGM. Oh, wow. Okay. Yeah. What, what made you say like no to MDI and go onto like a pump and CGM? So I saw a lot of people on social media um, using CGMs and pumps and because of the needle thing, like honestly, still to this day, like I fear the needle. Um, But like the fact that, like you said, it does it for you on the G6, you just press a button and the needle goes in and comes out. And then with the Omnipod, it's like the same thing, you know, Mm -hmm. and that like not seeing it is a big part of it for me. Um, And I love the convenience of the pump because um, sometimes I like miss dose myself and, you know, I can give a little more if I need, it tells me when my last dosage was It just kind of like takes some of the stress out of it. And then with the CGM, like it's life-changing, like you have oh, yeah. so important. Yeah. Yeah. No, I, that's like huge that you went on it so quickly. I think it took me about like six months to go on the pump, but <laughs> do you like count the, the ticks? on the Omnipod? Um, I've learned to, yes. <laughs> I'm always like, breathe in, breathe out. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's weird. I feel like I don't even have to count them anymore. It, it's just like a natural, like, you know, yeah. when it's coming now. It's the intuition. Yes. God, the things we have come to like, adapt I know. To. right. So with that being said, like what has been, and this might actually be another, like, challenging question because you're so early in your diagnosis but like what has been the best part of the diagnosis and what has been the worst part okay the best part has definitely been um like making friends so I've made a group of friends from social media mostly TikTok and they are amazing like they're people who I like if they lived near me I'd be friends with them um and it's kind of exciting to like have made this like group of people who I would have never known about before and I feel like it's just kind of like a special like little relationship Mm -hmm. um and I love that and I love being on TikTok and having people like in the comments like talk me through moments that are difficult that's been like very amazing um so both of those things have been really cool um the hardest or most difficult part. That is challenging. There's a lot of difficult parts. <laughs> I think like having a different relationship with food is kind of difficult. I felt like very good about like the way I ate. It was like more intuitive and um, kind of carefree. <clears throat> and now I feel like I'm a little more aware 
which is kind of sucks I guess but it's part of the game you know yeah it's it's good and bad it's like I think diabetes has made me healthier but at the same time it's like yeah okay like now food is a number food is like food is a carb count food is associated with an arrow on our death toll. there's just so much more to it than like my boyfriend will just eat a bowl of cereal I'm like I know I'm like did you, have to, did you measure that do you know like how much is in there <laughs> did or you want it to eat at like 11 p.m I'm like what are you doing <laughs> like and then I'm like oh yeah like he can do that <laughs> no but I would have to wake up in two hours and make sure yeah I'm- ridiculously high <laughs> literally little things I like yeah it's so hard to remember life before I don't know I mean I'm sure you do but mm, it's now it's hard to remember honestly <laughs> yeah yeah we get so accustomed to the little nuances yeah I think the health part I agree with you like although food is difficult because you have to think about it constantly I definitely feel healthier um and like more active for the most part Mm -hmm. and then also like eating better so those are like really positive things that came out of it too yeah definitely I mean there's always gonna be that balance we all I think we can all like acknowledge that diabetes sucks (laughs) like this is not a fun part but we can make the best of it out of it in certain ways too which let's kind of get into that so like your TikTok journey like you I I checked yesterday. I think you have about like 12,000 followers on there. Am I wrong on that? Um, I think it's, I think it's like 17. <laughs> okay. But, yeah. <laughs> but no, that's like same thing, like not really close, but I always obviously am looking at it and whatever, but um, yeah, it's been yeah, fun. Like, what, what made you start sharing on there? So that's such, I mean, that's like a newer platform too, but it's also kind of scary to show up in front of all those people. <laughs> Yeah. So I did it like I started it because I went on FMLA leave with work and I was like, this is the perfect time for me to just like document what I'm going through for my future self to look back on. And I was like hoping and praying no one ever found it like of anyone who I knew. Mm -hmm. And I started like gaining like I probably had like 100 followers, maybe 200. And I was like, this is enjoyable. Like people are commenting. It's like chill and no one knows about it. And I hadn't told like anyone from my life about my diabetes besides my family and like super close friends. And then I did have a video like perform pretty well. And my sister texted me and was like, I just saw your TikTok. Like what? And my following was like ramping at that moment because it was kind of like going viral. And um, then like, I started getting texts from like everyone in this like two week span and people knew about it. And I was like, this is so cringe because I made these videos for like no one to ever see them. And then after that, I was like, just, you've got to roll with it or else like you got to stop. And so I was like, all right, I'm going to roll with it. And that's how I made my friends. And it's like so important to me, but yeah, it was supposed to be a secret the whole time. (laughs) And now it's definitely not. (laughs) Uh, Not at all. But I mean, I think platforms like that are so cool because I mean, when I was first diagnosed, I remember looking like social media was, it was there, like Instagram was a thing obviously, but like, it wasn't like now where there's more influencers and like Mm -hmm. groups and communities. It was just kind of like sharing pictures. And like, I remember 
Googling, like I remember going on Tumblr, Tumblr was like the thing. And I was like trying to look for diabetes accounts. And I was like, that was like kind of the, the way I felt connected was like, I was reading blogs, but I remember looking on YouTube, but the only person that I found with diabetes was Nick Jonas and yeah. he was like the most unrelatable type one diabetic ever <laughs> because like, <laughs> when I'm like, I don't have millions of dollars to like, no. but yeah. So I think it's so important for people to be able to find accounts like yours and say, wow, like she's sharing the real parts of this disease. And like, I can connect to that. Yeah. I mean, I've appreciated it when people have reached out to me and said something like that. Those like I've teared up because I'm like, I am not like, you never think of yourself as like that special when you like live your life as you every day. But when people reach out and say that it's so meaningful and I'm like, wow, this is why I have to keep doing it. Yeah. Well, what, what made you say, like, I want to show up rather than kind of like, I mean, I know at first it was kind of more of a private thing and you didn't really intend for people to find it, but what made you say, like, I'm going to use this to show up and help others rather than maybe like hide it or, um, you know, not make it seen. I mean, I think that I would have wanted to see someone like me and I did see people like me, like some of my friends who are already doing this, um, you know, on social media, showing everything, um, because that helped me so much. And I think like, there's so much space for people to be doing this, like for not only diabetes, but like other health issues on social media. So I was like, I want to one, do it for my own, like mental health and like, be positive about stuff and like have someone with me while I put my Dexcom on and Mm -hmm. stuff um so it was a lot for me but then it was also like I want to be part of something positive and like make something out of this very seemingly negative part of my life Mm -hmm. so I took a lot though (laughs) yeah (laughs) I mean right it's huge especially like you were saying like there are people who don't know you with diabetes yet like in your own life so then to show up in front of people who don't know you at all (laughs) I mean it's actually almost comforting because then like you can say I don't have to I don't have to explain this to these people which I think is cool too yeah yeah it's actually easier to talk to like random people in my opinion (laughs) yeah no I agree it's like like, we get it like you're like I'm low and people are like oh okay yeah yeah. take a minute like I'm here and it's just very yeah very comforting how is it so you were diagnosed kind of like in the COVID, like, I mean, we're still in COVID era, but like in COVID era, like how is that with getting support and just that aspect of it? Um, like I thought it was kind of nice because I didn't have to like be out and about a lot, um, with getting support, like you mean from like family and friends and stuff? Yeah. I just, just kind of like, I mean, I guess this past year hasn't been too bad with the whole like isolation part of it. Like we were still able to see people, um, yeah. but did that just impact the the experience? Yeah, I think it made it easier for me to like ease into social life again um, because you know you, we're still not necessarily doing as much as we used to be, at least for me. Um, but it didn't impact it too much. Like you said, you know, we're kind of out of the extreme lockdown and isolation part of it, at least temporarily and have been since I was diagnosed. So it wasn't like too weird, but I'm definitely, I've become more like COVID focused, like 
much more cautious about wearing a mask and much mm. more like about getting I'm vaccinated and you know I'm gonna go get my booster next week and mm. basically just very on the ball whereas like maybe before I was like as long as I'm just in my house and I'm vaccinated like I don't know I was careful before but like now I'm just extra careful right like, yeah yeah I think it kind of forced us to like advocate for ourselves a little bit more too because we kind of had to like we're one of the first people who on the list of uh right you know to be careful um, yes. it's a whole sure. nother conversation that like <laughs> definitely go off about but yeah um, so as far as like your account and connecting with other people and showing up in a way that like you're sharing a lot of vulnerable pieces of this diagnosis and like what like have you ever been I know that you're met with a lot of support but have you ever gotten those people who maybe don't understand diabetes too well or like make assumptions or you know like those the troll accounts for sure I've like started getting some trolls coming to my page (laughs) There's this like funny thing. I don't know if you see this on Instagram, but like there's this special comment that comes in by like, I don't know, these like bots and it'll be like, I am so relieved that I was cured of diabetes and herpes by doctor, like something. Yeah. And you're <laughs> like, yeah, all the time. And I'm like, what are you like? I know that they're not real people or maybe they yeah, are. Yeah. They're just like getting, I don't know. But I'm like, stop. <laughs> like you can really talk to the wrong person on this I mean I think it's hilarious a lot of people get annoyed by them but they kind of make me laugh because it's like herpes and diabetes and I'm like what guys like both (laughs) of those are in my not to my knowledge not curable but also like what how are those like both coming up on my page right and (laughs) like diabetes yeah. I'm pretty sure if there was a cure, it wouldn't be from your herbs. Thank you. <laughs> right. Right. Um, but then I'll get like some that are like, um, like, <laughs> like, ew, like you're ugly or like, um, like just stop eating sugar then. And again, like those kind of make me laugh. Cause I'm just like, all right, weirdo. Like, right. And it's funny as people will say those things and then not realize that literally, almost everything has carbs and sugar in some way. Right. So it's like, yes, I will sift okay. my carrots and celery all day long and that'll be mm-hmm. fine. <laughs> How do you respond yeah. to those? Um, sometimes I'll make a funny video and sometimes I'll like respond funny to them. I never try to like let them get like an angry response out of me, but also like, because I just know like this is not important. If I got like a really, really mean one from like someone I knew that would be crushing, but like Mm -hmm. from just people on the internet, it's like, it doesn't matter. Right. Yeah. It's like, they don't know you personally. They don't, they obviously are uneducated if they're making those kind of assumptions. So I like to give them a break because they honestly, they probably want me to get angry and I'm not going to do it. Yeah. Like it's just easier not to. Yeah. But what has been like the best response or like comment or like support that you've gotten oh my god there's so many (laughs) I don't know I want to look but I it would take me forever but just people (laughs) like on my first video I made I was like it was kind of like an intro to the account and a lot of people like sent blue hearts and um were like hi my name is so and so I was just diagnosed like 
I'm excited to go on like a journey together or like I'm excited to watch your account or my daughter or my son has it like those ones I'm like oh my god I wish I could hug everyone like yeah because you're not you're not only showing you're not only giving support to people who have diabetes you're showing people like the we call them like type threes like the people like parents partners Mm -hmm. um friends like how to show up for people in their life who has have diabetes that might not know how to start the conversation or how to support them or just like what they're going through like maybe there's a barrier there so yeah that's that's like a huge piece yeah it's so like um I don't know. It's so nice seeing those comments and it like makes me happy and makes me, like I said, I just want to keep making content because it like brings a smile to my face. And if it brings a smile to someone else's face, that's amazing. Yeah. Do you have a bigger vision for this account? Like, or do you just want to keep sharing and supporting? Like, that's a great question. I like, um, let me think. So I, I want to just keep sharing and going as I go, you know, like, doing whatever there's not like a lot of like thought I guess that goes into my videos like I'll just make them very like willy-nilly so um I haven't put together like a plan or anything but one thing that I maybe want to do that I've kind of started on my account is share recipes that I have and I was thinking like maybe I would put together a cookbook this is long goal but like um that would be something I would want to do like a this is like something you can make for dinner. And like, this is kind of about what the carbs would be and, you know, kind of what you could expect from my experience and my blood sugar when I eat this, like that kind of thing. That's awesome. It's different for everyone, but I think just like eating is such a big part of it. I also, um, I'm a pescatarian. So like, I don't eat meat, which I feel like is hard because meat has basically no carbs in it. So like that takes out a whole part of, easy to eat food so yeah but I mean obviously like you've made it work and I think showing people that like that you can make it work and like you can find fun ways to incorporate like yeah like incorporate fish and incorporate the foods that you like like I think that's Mm -hmm. so cool and yeah that's so fun thanks (laughs) um yeah but like nothing huge I just want to keep doing it honestly how about you for your account (sighs) I mean TikTok I'm definitely not I I don't understand TikTok still like I just like scrolling through I'm like um I don't know like Instagram I love like I would love to just connect with more people and share more like actionable tips um I have my team of like my co-coach Jess who's a dietitian and my co-coach Val who's like women's wellness coach so just kind of pulling all those expertise together and like kind of sharing more that people might not fully understand yet or haven't put together for themselves and bridging that gap um you know trying to do that a little bit more and yeah I don't know there's like so much that you can do with social media in itself it's it's exciting right I know and I think that it's also good to just let things kind of flow how they do right like I never started with recipes on my account but now I kind of want to do a couple of them and we'll see how that goes if people hate it like then I maybe I'll keep doing it even if they yeah. hate it. my that's the thing it's your account you can yeah, yeah make it what you want and <laughs> I mean obviously it's worked so far people are connecting with what you have to share and the support right. that you give so it's really cool yeah thank you very much yeah. What would you say? So being so recently diagnosed, like what would you tell 
somebody else who was just diagnosed? And what would you tell somebody who isn't sure how to support their loved one who was just diagnosed? Oh my gosh. Such a question. Yeah. (laughs) To someone who's diagnosed, I feel like this is like the generic answer, but like your first month is going to be so freaking hard. But like, if you think about like making it through the first day, like the first week, this is actually advice one of my friends gave me about like relationships and like breakups, but I think it kind of applies here. Like if you think you can get through the first day and then like the first week and then the first month, like you start figuring stuff out and then it gets easier. So to someone who's first diagnosed, it's going to be freaking hard, but like, it's going to get a little bit better as you go. And like, you may even just find something like positive from it in your own way. And then to like a family member, I think that researching and understanding outside of like, um, you know, just what you see in your partner or loved one, like trying to understand it on your own is what helped me a lot from my boyfriend and my family. Like when people came to me with information, it was nice that I didn't have to like look for it myself and then also didn't have to like teach on it. So I think that's like what I've appreciated from loved ones. Yeah, definitely. And I I love both of those approaches. Like I remember the first week that I was diagnosed, I remember literally saying to myself, I don't want to live like this. Like, I just didn't know how I didn't think it could fit into my life and like the vision, the future vision that I had for my life. And you're right. Just taking it day by day, you start to see, okay, like I can live with this. I can make it a part of my, my daily routine. And then you start to say, okay, like actually there might be some good parts of this. Maybe I'm meeting new people. Maybe Mm -hmm. I'm able to advocate in a different way. And then it might just change the course of your life. Like (laughs) you have your account of all these different people who you can support. Now I went from being an engineer to being a health coach and like, I'm, you know, able to support people in that way. And it just like, whether or not it, it doesn't have to become your whole life, but you can find the good parts of it and it can change your life for the better. Absolutely. And I never believed that. I remember watching like a YouTube video, this one girl who's much younger than me, but she was like, she was like frequently asked questions. Would you like, if you could take away your diabetes, would you? And she was like, absolutely never. She was like, I love my life and it's because of my diabetes. And I was like, what are you talking about? (laughs) This is like a weekend for me. And I'm like, there is no way I would think that. And I think that I don't know if I would still answer like, hell yes right now, but I think I would be leaning more toward a maybe. Okay. (laughs) Like, and that's such a short time for it to be able to shift. And I think like, I was super stubborn at first. I was like, I don't want to find the good in this, like, Mm -hmm. but then you slowly start to warm up to it and see other people doing it and we don't have to say like diabetes is awesome we don't have to say that this is the best part of our lives but like there can be yeah those good good pieces of it and it can make us into a completely different person than we anticipated yes and I think that that is all your like mental look Mm -hmm. on it you have to like practice being positive it's not just gonna like happen that one day you're like wake up and you're like ah this is right you know (laughs) (laughs) there's no part of that's fun but yeah no exactly 
and like practicing that self-compassion and like allowing yourself to grieve too I guess this is another kind of quick question of like how did that go like do you have you given yourself the space to grieve like do you feel like it was hard to give yourself that space like um I'm a naturally very emotional person big crier and like very very like I'm a huge talker so like every feeling I ever feel I talk to people about and (laughs) my poor boyfriend (laughs) because like when this all started and I was diagnosed it was just like complaining crying being sad like I was a mess still am on a lot of days but like specifically when it first happened like I was uncontrollably emotional and I definitely gave myself space to grieve um I hope everyone does because I for sure needed it Right. It's, it, it's so important because if you just kind of read, like, I feel like as soon as we're diagnosed, we're kind of taught, okay, take your insulin, manage, watch your blood sugars, just kind of like go through the day-to-day motions that you now have to do. And it can be so hard to like give yourself that space to process this huge life transition that was just like handed to you on mm-hmm. the not so silver platter. Yeah. <laughs> like, so if you're just kind of like, okay, well now I have to handle this with my job, my relationships, my like the things that I love and like, I'm just going to go through the motions. It can cause a lot of like resentment later, I think. Yeah. No, I bet it does. I mean, I've had my bouts with resentment as well. Um, But yes, I'm like pro get your feelings out and like, (laughs) my God, like even just doing the first finger prick, I was like, I cannot do this without crying. Like, I know. Yeah. (laughs) Oh my gosh. Well, if you ever need someone to cry with I think you have a lot of people (laughs) seriously thank god (laughs) yeah thank god like social media is just so powerful I'm really grateful for even on the days where I'm like I hate it and I'm exhausted of it it's really really powerful yes it sometimes feels a little bit exhausting but I think on the whole it's like amazing and it's Mm -hmm. gotten me to this point of like being okay with where I'm at for the most part <laughs> and I'm so excited to see like where the account goes like I'm excited to see your growth through it too like that's that's a cool part people are gonna be able to see you from your when you were first diagnosed to a year two years like you know everything that's gonna be crazy <laughs> and you'll be that too. yeah I can surely say like this is I'm gonna be doing this for years so like I am so excited to like look back yeah. and see of everything it'll be so cool I'm really excited to see where where can like people find you on TikTok Instagram like where yeah where can they connect with you and um find you so my TikTok and is just have to make sure it's live Mm -hmm. l-i-v underscore violet which is v-i-o-l-e-t-t-e that's my middle name and then my Instagram is Olivia underscore Violet and I'm working on my Instagram. I'm definitely more of like a TikTok person, but I'm going to try to put more like pictures of me with my devices and stuff on there because right now it's like all my life prior to that and like two sprinklings of pictures with my... By the way, here's diabetes. Yeah. yeah. Hey guys. Well, it's weird because everyone who follows me, like the thing with Instagram is like, this is your like friend base and people who've known you and all of these people besides like 
a few handfuls I have not told personally about this you know because they're like past relationships or people who I don't see very often because I'm not in Chicago anymore so mm-hmm. it's kind of weird to share with them as if they know <laughs> honestly that's why I made my new like I have a private account that's like that page like friends from high school college like or that might not know or family and then I made like the diabetes page because it's like I need a space just to share this and if people want to follow along if they're interested they can but like I need I need the separate space which you've done too yeah okay I'm gonna think about that but for now it's just gonna stay the one that's my (laughs) original totally fair but I really hope that everybody goes and connects with you. And I'm so excited to see all the things that you share in the upcoming months and years. And just thank you so much for coming on. Thank you for having me. This was like an amazing conversation. I've enjoyed everything. I'm so excited. (laughs) Cool. Thanks, Lizzie.